This is 10 with Ken, a 10-minute interview series that's never 10 minutes. In this 10 with Ken special called Black Voices, I'll be speaking with prominent black leaders in Nevada to talk about who they are, their experiences as Americans and Republicans, and what matters most to them. This episode is an incredible conversation with Tony Lane, a local basketball coach who is also an unabashed patriot. He's running for U.S. Congress in Nevada because he's terribly worried about the trajectory of this country he loves. Enjoy. Tony Lane, so glad to talk to you. Thanks for uh, making some time for me. I know you're, you've got a busy congressional campaign, and uh, I've been, been wanting to talk to you for a little while, and you're a busy likewise. man. I'm glad to hear likewise, it. Likewise, likewise. Now, I appreciate it, Ken. You're the man. You know, you and your family, all you guys do for the party. We're definitely great to have you here in Nevada, and I'm honored, you know, to sit on here and speak with you today. Anytime, absolutely. Man, anytime, absolutely. No, that's great. It's great to hear. Um, well, it's it's. Uh, I, I want to start by by telling people about you, and and I want to know more about who you are as a person, Tony. So, Tony Lane, uh, you're you're running for Congress <laughs> for for Nevada's District Four, but yes. but who who are you? Where how'd you get here? All that kind of stuff. Tell us about you. Well, you know, I'm originally from Philadelphia, born and raised, um, single family home. My mother was my rock. My dad wasn't there. I knew where he was at, but he wasn't there. Kind of tucked me in every night. My mother always <laughs> instilled in my mind, you can be anything you want to be in life. So I really believe that. To avoid trouble, I played a lot of basketball, of course. You know, I'm six foot six, so that explains me and my later career in life. But um, to avoid trouble, I, like I said, I played a lot of ball. I was fortunate to get a scholarship to Kilgore Junior College. So that's what helped take me out of the hard knocks of Philadelphia, remember? And, and one of the things about Philadelphia, I like a lot of people to know, is the city of brotherly love, right? The Declaration of Independence. There's so much inclusivity with the city of Philadelphia. You would think that we would have a lot more respect there, you know, with some of the crime that's going on currently in our city. But hopefully they'll go red and get that situation straight. But, you know, going to Kilgore Junior College, that's how I left Philadelphia. That's kind of where I found conservatism at out there in Kilgore, you know, because there was a lot of conservatives, of course, in Texas. A lot of the people would actually be praying on campus when we'll be walking around, you know, to our to, to practice and just seeing people and everything. And I started learning, understand. So that kind of put me on that path then. But after Kilgore, I was fortunate to get a scholarship to come to UNLV. Billy Baino, you know, he's seen something in me, of course. I was able to come to Las Vegas around in 95, got my criminal justice degree here at UNLV. And um, a lot of people don't know UNLV stands for you'll never leave Vegas, of course. So, of course, I stayed <laughs> here and made Vegas my home, Ken. And then, and then after basketball, after I, you know, I got the criminal justice degree, I figured I'll probably go into law or something. But basketball was my calling and mentality. You know, everybody wants to go to that NBA as a young kid in Philadelphia, that was definitely one of my dreams is to go, you know, hopefully go pro so you can take care of your family and everybody in the community. So um, I ended up going overseas after basketball with the Lebanon, oh, wow. Cyprus, Argentina, many countries, learned Spanish, of course, which will help me in my congressional race because over my 700,000 constituents in our district, we have probably 40% Latinos over there. And that is very yes. important to be able to relate and communicate and speak with them. So after Absolutely. overseas, I came back to Vegas, of course, around 2008, real estate time, the market crashing. And 
um, learning a little bit of the option arm era and stuff. And what I actually did was started going into coaching. I figured I wanted to get back to the youth. So I've been coaching for years now and helped start a private school recently, but currently coaching at Desert Valley High School here, like I said, a local private school, and um, just giving back to the community as much as I can. And it was during coaching, uh, Ken, I've seen the parents' faces. I'm seeing the, you know, the, the morale is down, wondering what's going on. And I started realizing that the media, the manipulation, right, the lack of leadership, CD4 lack leadership. And throughout the pandemic, having children, of course, you know, leading the nation in suicide rates. I'm jumping ahead here, but that right there in itself, Put a, put a stake in my heart telling me, hey, Tony Lane, be the candidate you want to see. And I decided to run for Congress in mentality at that point. There's no more virtual signaling our children, no more manipulation, Ken, no more unbelievable mass mandates. This is ridiculous and we need our state back. So I stayed here in Nevada, Battleborn, Nevada. This is my home, of course. I have my fiance, Ashley Henry, and my two daughters, Taylor and Rylan. And we've been here ever since. And like I said, Ken, this is a this is Las Vegas. Remember, North Las Vegas, Nye County, remember the surrounding counties in our area. We deserve better than what's going on right now. And Tony Lane, hopefully, is that answer. I love that, Tony. What what an what an incredible story. Um and I, I, it's. I want to start with basketball. Um, I have. I've spoken to so many people, especially you brought up the pandemic of yes. the the impact uh, of sports on. You know, every, everybody wants to knock sports as it's just oh, it's a frivolous activity. I can you tell me more about how that basketball? I know you said it. You know, Kilgore brought you out of that inner city oh, Pennsylvania yes. or Philadelphia. Tell me about that impact that basketball had on your life uh, in in the home that you grow up in. Well, if you think about it, growing up, we had the Police Athletic League, which is something that's kind of, we have that here in Las Vegas and in Nevada, but it's not as huge in the basketball spectrum. The Police Athletic League took a lot of the young inner city children out of the communities. And it's crazy to think today that we're demonizing police as much as we are in the media, hoping that an incident happens with one of our fellow officers against a minority citizen, and they can blow it out of proportion and try to go win elections on that fact. It, it is unbelievable the, the treatment that our current police officers are receiving. And that is one thing that I'll do in, in Congress. Is I'll make sure that we treat our police officers with respect. We're going to humanize them. We're going to take them over to the schools, let a lot of the children see them. We're going to actually get them involved in the police athletic leagues, which would help get the inner city children together because it's important to note, Ken, that a lot of inner city children, just like myself, we lack fathers in the home. So that extension that you have from coaching, from basketball, being held accountable, that accountability, remember together, everyone achieves more. And that's very important. That's what keeps us together. You know, you got to be eligible in school. So it's really a big group and, and it's a serious thing. And I appreciate all the coaches in my path that have helped me get to where I am today. And that means disciplining me. <laughs> Believe me. That's no, that that's that's wonderful. And I've I've heard nothing but that. And, and and here in Las Vegas, we're very blessed to have a police department, uh, you know, in the in Metro that really has been a community policing organization for years, you know, long before, you know, that, that summer where we had, you know, the George Floyd murder and things like that, yes. oh, you know, Metro has been a, an example for a very long time. And I think, I think we're very blessed uh, to have a good police department here uh, uh, to Definitely. do that. 
and and that's great. I mean, you know, I I, I saw Police Athletic League on your bio, on your bio on on yes. your website, and you know what a wonderful you know way for for that community policing uh, you know in your oh, life. Oh, of course, as well. of course, and it took it took over the whole city. Police Athletic League was in Southwest, North Philly, West, definitely in some of the rural communities as well. They try to do as much as they can to unite us all to bring us all together once again. Like I said, to keep you know humanizing police, and it was way better times back then. And that's what we're trying to do today. Yeah. We're trying to make Vegas and Nevada great again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony, so you, you came from Philadelphia. You went to Texas. I was going to ask where Kilgore was. I should know that, but in, yep, in Texas. Texas. Uh, yeah, and, and so you, you came here to, to UNLV and, and, and played basketball, and, and you stayed. Um, we all have. I'm, I'm a born and raised uh, a Las Vegas kid, but I do know. I, people come yes. to Vegas, they're like, oh, I'll come here for a couple of years, You know, do my time, and then I'm, I'm out. And, and you stay, and it's a beautiful yeah. place to live. It's a wonderful place to live. Yes, you um, never leave Vegas. <laughs> you never leave Vegas. That's exactly. I'm a UNLV grad myself, and so I'm I'm uh, right there That's with great. you. What what uh, what have you seen here in Vegas uh, that you know has changed that has has encouraged you to to run for office? And for, first off, what what brought you to stay? What mm-hmm. what what kept you here in Las Vegas? And yes. then what is what do you want to change, if you will? And I mean that in a nice way of uh-huh. that, that that we need Tony Lane to, to be in Congress for that. Well, my time here as a rebel was great, of course. Um, the people, the community was great to me. They've opened their arms out, welcomed me into their homes. Um, once you know how it is, Ken, when you go to college, you, you start. That's really when you become an adult. And I grew up my adult life here in Las Vegas. And it is not a place, like I said, I could have seen myself leaving and taking, um, leaving these wonderful people, of course, that took care of me, like I said, and that welcomed me into their lives. I know that this is a great state. Uh, Vegas offers a lot of opportunity. We have a ton of land. Um, the, the potential is amazing and the growth um, can be, you know, it's endless. Seeing the development in Las Vegas is one thing as well. You know, when you go inside of different communities, Southwest Vegas, they're growing rapidly. Well, West Vegas, of course, definitely in my district and CD4, North Vegas, and some of the rural communities are heavily growing out there. When you, the difference from before till today, when you're going in some of these parts of the district and some of the communities, you see the actual running down in some of these areas. You see how some of these areas have been forgotten about, right? Some of the community centers that are in some of the minority areas, some of them have great recreation centers that lack exercise equipment, lack TVs. People forget that these are places that can, that these children go to if they have problems, if they want to actually escape the situation. Situation, if they want to just keep themselves out of trouble. A lot of these events currently in my district, you know, with the homeless situation just currently piling up over here in CD4 and North Las Vegas Boulevard, it is, it is just, like I said, it's a disaster. And I would not want anyone to have to come see the beautiful experience of Las Vegas and the state of Nevada and have to leave with that mark because that's not what we're representing here in the state of Nevada. It's just current leadership that are tyrants and are using their oppressive nature to just keep a stranglehold on us all. And once again, we got to get rid of that. Like I said, Nevada deserves a better leadership. And I think I'm the answer. Yeah. 
No, that's wonderful. And and Tony, you you know, we we talk about inner cities, right? And it, they are just havens for Democrat leadership. I mean, it, yes. all across the country, you've got these these cities that have been under Democrat leadership for some in some like Philly decades. I mean, it, it's just been going on, and and yet people don't see. I, that's the correlation, right? I mean, it is is that there's these. We have these cities that are just run by Democrats and, and things don't seem to be getting better, yet we keep they keep electing them in these urban centers. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The reason, Ken, is the media, right? Correct. They have a stranglehold of what's being seen, social media. Remember, you know, we got fact checked on every single thing. President Trump, it was awful the way they treated him in the media. And as you see, bad and everything, but letting terrorists have Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. Controlling that narrative really hurts a lot of our communities. Remember, they're sitting there salivating. The Democrats have it down to a science. And it's unfortunate because we do have some good moderate Democrats, some independents that have voted with the Democratic Party. Believe Absolutely. Me, we do yeah. understand that you guys are out there and we appreciate all you try to do for our country. But understanding this administration is not the answer. They are not the moderate Democratic Party that you and I are both knowing and used to knowing. These guys are too far progressive. At the end of the day, they're bankrupting our economy, Ken, with all these crazy bills, wanting people to pass bills in 2,400-page uh, bills overnight. It's just unbelievable. And I cannot believe that some of our colleagues have sided with them in this situation with allowing this infrastructure or these bills to just you know to go through. But yes. the media... We're going to have to do something about that, you know, once that Section 320 and we're going to revisit a lot of situations to help, you know, just to help correct a lot of these policies going on with this crazy administration. It, it's difficult. The media, I, I absolutely believe, is is a problem. And I, of course, there are good actors in the media. I don't, yes. you know, I everybody takes this as I'm demonizing every single newspaper, every single media. It's not that, but it it's it is there is a or it is the part of the problem that there is this control of and it's little ways they shape the narrative you know in a negative way and i'm not saying that republicans are free from uh making mistakes or or should be given a pass yeah i I, you know listen especially you know even during the you know president trump's administration no one is going to say that the president was you know perfect when it came to messaging no one's saying that but but the passes that the that Democrats are given most of the time, and, and it's not just Democrats, passes that some of these establishment sort of, you know, and, and it is, it's it's a lot of Democrat media figure, excuse me, Democrat politicians, they get these just gigantic, if a, if a Republican politician did the same thing, it oh, wouldn't be the same treatment. That's Hunter the problem. Biden, I, yes. You look yeah, at yeah, yes. President Trump, and um, you think about yes. the buckles in Afghanistan. Wow. Yes. You know, Millie, there was nobody that resigned just yet. Nobody resigns under this under President Biden. <laughs> nobody held accountable yeah. for anything. So we really don't know who's running. You respect her. Yeah, you respect their ability to stay in and not quit. No, I yes. it, it really is like this it, that's what I want. I I don't want Republicans to get a special pass. I don't want yes. Republicans to get I, I don't want Republican media. I want media. I want one yes. that that chases the Democrats as much as they chase the Republicans. That's all I want. And of and course. I feel like transparency. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I feel like you're right that that is part of why we keep it just keeps happening. These cities yeah. are not getting better. 
you know, and and they keep electing the same type same of party, the same type of people over and That's over right. again. And plus, they're taking That's away right. history in schools. Remember, it starts there. Our education oh. system is a disaster. We're forty seventh through fiftieth. We actually, I think Mississippi now surpassed us here in Nevada. That's unbelievable, <laughs> oh, man. We can, I mean, come on now. Nevada really deserves better. Our current congressman is not even breathing the same air, drinking the same water we are here in Nevada. You know, a lot of he's always adjudicating from his position. The border crisis, you know, defund the police movement, not speaking out about that, morally lifting up our police officers as they go out tirelessly every day, effortlessly fighting for our, our lives. So all those things can, like I said, we really want to save our country. We really want to make you know, it's America what it is today. That's why so many people are trying to come here currently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's there's a lot of people, you know, we talk about California all the time as Republicans. Ooh. And I see these people coming from California and we we write them off. But I, yes. I think there's so many Californians that are looking for Republican leadership. They're looking for people that look like them and talk like them. And, and yes. they also are looking for people to you know, that are just going to treat them, you know, as honest voters instead of, you know, just demonizing these Californians, all oh, these bad people coming across the border. No, they're, they're honest families who maybe don't get the correlation, though, that, that voting Democrat is bringing the reason why they're leaving California. Exactly. Um, and, exactly. And, and we need to make that correlation for them. I think that's a strong, uh, strong place to be is, is look at what you, you know, look at what California's become. Do it differently here in Nevada. You know, it's, exactly. It's, and we see with the homeless situation out there, the inflated prices cannot even purchase a home. We just want we welcome Californians, of course, but we want them to understand that we're trying to make Nevada red. We're trying to follow the Constitution, reread it. It doesn't need to be rewritten. These laws, everything we, we, that we have in place, you know, they'll try to eradicate every single thing they can to have the power. And who I mean by they, I'm talking about the Democratic Party. Here in Nevada, with the Democratic Socialists of Nevada, you now got two other groups within within the party. So they're going to always be going at it, trying to actually even out their lines. And it's really a tough time for them. Virginia was great for us in helping set yes. the precedent of what's to come. And hopefully a lot of Californians will see that. We really want to, like I said, we want to have a great life and all be Americans. No, it is. It's it's that that parental message. I think that education message that yes. is a big deal. And, and and Tony, you brought up history, right? And I, I want to bring that to you being a Black Republican. You know, you're a, a minority in this party, yes. and it shouldn't be that way. We we That's need okay. as uh, thousands more uh, uh, Black people to come and join the Republican Party and the party that will fight for them. Yes. But you brought up history. You know, I I I feel like there is just this narrative that uh, you know. That the Republicans are 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 not helping Black people. We know that in the Trump administration, that unemployment was the lowest in, with, with Black Americans. Of course, we know that you know we are the party that will put money in your pocket and you know keep it out of taxes. Uh, I, you know, I want kids to learn history. I don't want to bias history. I want them to learn the negatives of America, the positives of America. Yes. How did you break through that narrative? Uh, you know, whether it was at Kilgore or just in your mm -hmm. life, how did you break through that that established narrative that, that Republicans are bad for black people and become a Republican? Can you tell me about how, how you went against that narrative and became who you are? 
Well, that started when President Trump started running for office, actually. You know, I was um, had a hobby running around with my film camera, Ken, and I was interviewing people, wanting to see who do you think um, we should elect? Is it President Trump or is it Hillary? And as I was doing that, I started realizing, like, hey, growing up in Philadelphia, not too far from Atlantic City, New Jersey, everybody glorified President Trump, correct? They, uh, Trump, what I mean by glorifying and rap music and songs, oh, yeah. because he was the first billionaire we all knew in the neighborhoods. People would <laughs> save money just to go to his casinos, bus excursions, a ton of things. So he wasn't this big, bad orange guy back in the day, Ken, believe me, until he started running for office. And he oh, had sure. also absolutely. In- yeah, and he also endorsed the network marketing company that I was a part of, ACN. So that was huge, oh, wow. you know, knowing that he came out. He didn't have to do that, endorsing us. And um, if it was good for President Trump at the time, it was good for me. But <laughs> talking to people, listening um, to how they felt about him, um, started understanding the points of our party, our platform, correct? When you think about it, Ken, there's... 70, I want to go as high as 70% of the black community are really conservatives. They just don't know it. It's just not put into it into their face from a point where you're actually speaking to them saying, hey, do you want stronger borders? They're going to say, of course. Do you want to right to bear arms? Do you believe in a bill of rights that these amendments are there to protect you? They're going to say, of course. They're going to, when you start explaining to them, teaching them, do you, do you believe in God? Every one of them raises their hand, of course. Well, then you're a conservative. Right. It's the history that has been taken out of the history books. Remember, they always want to start at about 1964, but they forget mm-hmm. about the Great New Deal. And back when Republicans started the Texas Republican Party, we have a ton of Republicans in the black community. Now's the time. We just need to get more voices out there and let people know that there wasn't no big switch. There was a lot of much big, big manipulation going on and we need to mm-hmm. come back home to the Republican Party. Oh, that that's good to know. That's 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 a, a very good way to phrase that. There wasn't a big switch. Yes. There was a big, you know, manipulation of the message on it. Yes, no, that's that's course. a fantastic way to put that. Um and and Tony, what you know, you're you're running for office uh, you know, for this year. Um tell me about your experience thus far, right? We're now in a post Trump era, right? And you know, unfortunately president lost in twenty twenty. What what does it look like now? How are you getting your message to people? Tell me about your interactions, whether as a candidate or just as a black Republican. What are those interactions like? And, and, and what can you tell our listeners about it? Well, the interactions in the beginning, there was a little uh, people like, whoa, you're right. Running as a black conservative, uh, a lot of my Democratic friends who is not understanding what's going on. They may have felt some type of way against President Trump. And I agree with a lot of people. Sometimes I say, hey, you know, President Trump's rhetoric wasn't the right rhetoric, but he was the best president we've had in a very long time. For the black community, he was almost the best president we've ever had (laughs) in in the history of our lives. Electing President Obama broke us through a barrier. Dr. King said in 40 years, he believed we would have a Negro president and it happened. And President Barack Obama won't be the last. But President Trump done tremendous things for the black community and all the things that he wanted to continue to do for the black community. A lot of those things I'll definitely continue on. Um, My experiences, Ken, like I said, so far, has been cool. Uh, More conservatives 
being able to see me now, come out and speak the message, letting them know that I could speak against a lot of the false narratives. I could debunk a lot of the critical race theory conversation because it's very divisive and we'll talk about that soon. And um, just getting out there, Ken, it's exciting getting on the trail, showing more people. It's not hard getting the message out now because there's a lot of problems currently going on with this administration. People are seeing it. They're starting to see the real Joe Biden. They're starting. They don't see Kamala. So they see lack of leadership, open borders. You know, 90 percent of America's fentanyl is coming from the southern borders. They see Russia sitting on the tip of Ukraine. Right. They see China sitting in hawking Taiwan. They saw what Hamas did to Israel. These were all in a span of 10 months. They saw the outrageous spending. They see it currently going on. It's a, they see the tyrannical vaccine mandates. The, this is un-American. So me out talking on the trail right now is basically letting people know that, hey, I'm here to fight to bring the Keystone pipeline back and restore all those 200 executive orders that he just got rid of so we can bring back, like I said, America's prosperity. So these people understand that now and it's a better time on the trail today. I think uh, I agree with you on a lot of that. And I, I think you're right that the greatest thing you know, we can do to, you know, convince black people, convince all minorities, you know, Hispanics, Asians, whoever, is to look at Joe Biden <laughs> and look at what is happening to the country. If you wow. if you really start to, you know, drill down on the crisis, I, crisis after crisis, it, after it, you know, crisis. whether it's Afghanistan, Afghanistan, you know, you know, the uh, President Biden tweeted out, you remember back during the campaign, he's like, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. That right has away. absolutely. Yeah. That has absolutely not happened. Jobs, jobs. I, I, the, the, the virus is, you know, and, and we can, you know, talk COVID all day, but, you know, things are, things are not going the way that, that we were, you know, not we, but, you know, voters were promised by, by Joe Biden. Yeah. And, and for, for those independent voters who maybe don't have a job right now, maybe, uh, you know, or, or were laid off because of a vaccine, man, a national vaccine mandate, maybe were, um, you know, lost a family member in Afghanistan during the war to see, there's just so many yes. constituencies that, can look at Joe Biden and go, okay, well, that's, that's not what we were promised. You know, maybe yeah. I didn't like the Trump era, but this is not, <laughs> this, this is not is an improvement. Not where you know? Like I said, he's definitely not a moderate Democrat, the way that he operated on a campaign trail. Um, we're at more risk today. Our national security is at total risk. I mean, we got yes. thousands and Absolutely. thousands of people study flowing through the borders. And this is not just Latinos. Remember, Latinos make a great effort here in the United States. We have some great Latinos here in Nevada, and they give tremendous effort, and they will be a major voice this year coming up in 22 in the election. They don't even like, they're speaking heavily against this administration with this manipulation because you're tying them to all this craziness that's going on and they're totally not a part of it. They believe in coming through the borders the correct way, through the process. And like I say, it is unbelievable. It has made us less safe. <clears throat> it has made us less respected nationally. And you can see that with him speaking, apologizing for, for America's clumsiness to other foreign yeah. allies. It, it, this is just ridiculous right now. And we're actually a joke, a laughing stock. So we don't know who's running the country. It, it is. It's It's been a difficult, um, you know, transition from the Trump years. And, and like I said, I, I'm not somebody who was an initial Trump guy. I, I, I'm open, months, very open man. about that. Ten yeah, uh, yeah. In 10 months, not 10 months, you got me. 
yeah, you want me? You got me looking back to the Trump era, you know, with with you know, fawning over those times when gas was cheap and it, we we were we were. I feel like we were safer as a nation. Yes. I, I recently learned about. I, I don't know if you've heard of these hypersonic missiles that China's got and is is working on that that is we, we are admittedly behind them uh, on on their technology. You know, that's that's unheard of. But you know, I know that's yeah. not just a Biden problem, but it's festering now. You know, it's just they're, they're trying. I, to I, we feel let's say. And they're surpassing us in every, they're trying to surpass us in every single thing. And we continuously try to do business with them. Um, you know, we can't forget about what happened in Afghanistan, leaving those people like that, turning our backs on our allies, the people that helped us, allowing China to go in and backdoor us and do business with China, right? So is Iran. We can, we get it, you know. They're taking our kindness for weakness. This administration's kindness for weakness because that's all it has yes. been. President Trump really put his foot down with these guys. We didn't even hear of ISIS. It seemed like the whole President Trump's, you know, tenure when he was in office. Now we're doing negotiations. Um, we're letting them take the lead, and it's just unbelievable. It's hard to even speak about it to even think that we have a feeble president sitting in office right now that has no idea really what he's done to this country and um and the people that are around him consistently side with that behavior and that is currently what's going on here in nevada yeah and it's that same you know the that democrat leadership in dc is is similar you know we're seeing that same kind of you know messaging here in nevada i feel like our you know, elected officials, you know, all across the board in the state, you know, we, we had to take a big loss in 2020, you know, are just, it's, it's a, it's a change of tone that the the Trump era, you know, and like I said, I'm not, not here to, you know, be the biggest pusher for the president or for president Trump, former president Trump. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's about what has changed since the Biden administration and, or, you know, since, since president Biden came in, you know, it, it took charge and, and, and we're, we're seeing that those same, leadership here in nevada i feel like we just our our congressional delegation our our you know the, all the prominent leaders are just not not looking out for not, these the, the regular people they're not looking out for the yes, middle class not looking it's, out it's, for, their, our, for their constituents you know look at our right. district and we got eight hundred thousand people in our district you mean to tell me they're going to side with all this radical behavior going on they want inflation right they want our Christmas presents sitting in the ports. We don't hear yep. nothing. No, not one of our congressional leaders speak out about it. I get it. If you want, you, you may side with the president, but you definitely need to speak out with your constituents and talk to your district and let them know that, hey, you're there and that you're willing to fight for them and you're not going to let a lot of this tyrannical behavior happen. Look at what's happening with jobs, with people who were there throughout the pandemic who sat on nurses, our healthcare workers. And you mean to tell me you're gonna release these people now because they didn't get the vaccine, an experimental vaccine still. Now you wanna vaccinate five-year-olds when they're zero, 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 so many, you know, I don't wanna go through the numbers, but it's unbelievable, you know, how low the percentages are with them with COVID and dying. And I get it, We've there have been some cases, but this is, you know, it's a, it's it's stronger than this. The, they have an oppressive Marxist, ideology in mind, socialist agenda, and, and, and this is a constitutional republic, and America deserves better, and I'm going to continuously say that. We're going to definitely make Nevada great again, and we're going to get rid of these people in 2022. I, so, I mean, we saw, like you said, Virginia was, a was we saw people going, okay, I, I'm interested in that, you know, I'm interested. Yes. I, it's difficult for me because I've talked about this with a couple of other guests, like, 
freedom is so selfish to people now. They 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 want the left used to be nonconformist. They used to be about pursue your dreams, pursue, you know, you have a right to freedom in your, you know, in your persons and in your speech and they have become so illiberal. They've become yes. so uh, against this, you know, you know, right to to individuality, you know, and COVID's a good example. I, I'm yeah. I'm actually pro vaccine. I think it's a beautiful scientific achievement. That's obviously my personal opinion. Cool. I think it's a beautiful scientific achievement for mm-hmm. for certain people that want to take it, and yes. and that makes them feel safe in their persons. And I, I'm for it. I'm you know I I, I took the the vaccine, gotcha. but but mandating that and and making it a condition to go to the grocery store it, that's that's how it is in some states you have to show your your vaccine card uh to go buy groceries for your family i just think we've taken it to a point past where it, it, it's gone past you know the point of keeping people safe i you know i want us to exit this pandemic wow and, and you and you and that's funny that you said that the grocery store they're going to implement a lot more things you see what's going on in australia I mean, this oh, new world order, yes. we're trying to join in with that as well. You know, can a lot of these people are fed up with our, our elected leaders not following the Constitution. I'm not an anti-vax guy. I just believe sure. in choice. That's all. Yes. Remember, just follow the Constitution, allow a person to operate through their choice, through their, through their abilities to make an informed decision. And don't penalize people's lives and take away their livelihoods because of it. And that's currently what's going on all throughout the world. We see it in sporting events with Kyrie Irving, with yep. uh, a basketball player, yes, with the Brooklyn Nets who opted to not yep. take the vaccine. And now because of New York's tyrannical rules, he has to sit out because all workers in the state of New York have to be vaccinated. So all home games, he cannot play. And the NBA has sided with that behavior. So and that's a slippery slope because now they want to require all NBA players to get the booster shots by December. So you're going to see a lot of people start doing what Kaepernick did and kneeling and getting out of the NBA. And I don't side with what Kaepernick did. Believe me, I don't believe you should kneel. Sure, sure. Getting your point across, not at all. But you're going to start sure. seeing a lot of people join in to the fight with Kyrie to fight these yes. vaccine tyrannical mandates real soon. No, that's right. No, that's exactly right. I mean, and I, I want, you know, I, I take the pandemic very seriously. I want, you know, people to to make the right choice for, you know, for their families. But you're seeing these businesses having to comply with this federal mandate. And it just, you know, if it were a Republican doing that, these Democrats would be as anti, you know, but because it's it's their guy, yes. it's very difficult for me. And it's, and it's, and I, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're just silent. No, absolutely silent. And it it is wonderful to see, you know, these black Americans like like Kyrie Irving and that other, you know, I know who you're talking about. That one basketball player gave just an eloquent defense of a personal choice. Was that him? Yeah, just a personal choice for him. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful to me. And and I, you know, black Americans are have been on the fourth. Even look at Dave Chappelle. I'm not I'm not going to defend everything Dave Chappelle's ever said, but what a defense of the freedom of speech for him. To you know, just say what he wants to say yes. and and give a reason why he's behind it and the backlash on Kyrie Irving and the backlash on Dave Chappelle, it's it's unbelievable. It's there was another. Um, yeah. <laughs> there will be no. It is. It's yeah. the beginning, and it, and it's these these prominent Black Americans that are doing that. There was another uh, NBA player. I, I think he he spoke out against China and 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 their their policy towards Tibet. Um, it's just it's wonderful. It's cancer. He's a Turkish. I think athlete. that's who he is. He's actually he was a Turkish in his own country, could not even go back home, Ken. So, yes, in his canter. And, and it's amazing to think that his own country 
you know, their oppressive stronghold that they're having on people over right. there. So he's speaking out about it. You know, he's been very adamant. And like I said, we appreciate people like him that's not afraid, you know, to help fight for, yeah. you know, people's lives. It, it doesn't even matter about whether I disagree with them personally. I just, we 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 want that freedom to, to speak out, that freedom to do what's right for your family and for yourself, yeah. you know, and, and it's it's great to see those those you know not the 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 Turkish player but the other ones these Black Americans fighting for those individual rights that I thought we were for you know I thought yes. that's what it was about you know um, is to make that there's, personal decision for you. They're seeing now and you even see BLM going out there fighting and <laughs> and because yeah right. yeah you see Black Lives Matter going out there and you know Biden talked and he promoted Black Lives Matter um, you know and, and when I think of Black Lives Matter. Uh, Black lives, all lives matter. First of all, I'm not for a Marxist organization. I'm not for the destruction that was caused, that was attested to Black Lives Matter, Antifa, any of those type of groups. But even those groups, they see the manipulation. They see this tyrannical behavior going down by, by Joe Biden. And they're actually starting to come out and march alongside of conservatives. Because once saw again, that, yeah. yeah, because once again, if there's any member or anybody that's watching this video and you consider yourself being with Black Lives Matter, you do believe in God. You do believe you do want America to be a great country. You do want to have a great education system for the children and youth to rise up and be great people when they become in their adulthood. You, you do want prison reform for prisoners that do got to get released into society. Yes. Coming here into society with a form of accountability to learning and getting a job to better themselves once they're out here in society to help the recidivism rate. We do believe in lower taxes, right? These are things that, like I said, talking to the average common sense individual can and they're all conservatives and that's what we got to get back to getting the message that's out there that people can hear and listen to and they'll yeah. accept it they'll accept it they don't like this loony and that's going on. it is and, and tony you brought up a point of you know there's I, somebody put it this way and I, I wish i knew who it was but it was the black lives matter organization right the capital yes. b capital l capital L. that is is so far away from I am happy to to say that black lives do matter. Of I, I absolutely, you yes. know, black Americans deserve. I, I would even go so far as as special consideration. They, you know, yes. whether it's bringing them school choice, bringing you know, investing in black communities, and bring. I want all that. It's it's that organization, the the capital BLM, those the the corporation, the Inc. Uh, that's the problem. They they really are an organization that is made up of these. Absolutely right. Is that you know. None of us are, are are afraid to say that Black Lives Matter. We're afraid of what that organization, the millions of corporate dollars right. that people put it. That's the problem, and the violence that 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 it was done in the name of you know a, a terrible murder of a man. That's what we're against. We're not against investing in black communities and giving exactly. them good schools and giving. We're all for it, you know. So I, I think I think it's an important distinction that you brought up is the oh, organization yes. versus you know that movement versus just um, words. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and and Tony, I think, you know, people like you bringing that message to people as a person and seeing that come from you, uh, you know, is is going to help. And so can can you tell me, you know, we, we got a, a few minutes left. Can you tell me what what are the pillars of your campaign when when someone talks to you and says, Tony, why are you running, uh, you know, for Congress? What, what do you tell them? What's what's your speech to them? And what's, well, what's what do you tell them? 
Well, when they normally ask me why I'm running for Congress or what are the issues that you're trying to tackle while you're out there on the campaign trail and what will you do while you're in office? And one of the things I'll do is make sure we can fix a lot of the voting situations that's going on. You know, they tried to pass this H.R. 1, federalize all elections, can, you know, um, they mail-in balloting, you know, paper, just so many things that they could possibly do to stack the Democratic Party, to also allow more voter possible uh, inaccuracies. I don't want to use the word frauds and everything, even though there's an asterisk attached to the election and everything that's currently going on. And we have some amazing people that are out there fighting every day tirelessly. Once again, effortlessly, effortlessly, they're out there consistently on the grounds, banging it out, trying to make sure that we have the safest elections possible. I also want to help our education system. We are not going to teach critical race theory here in Nevada. Now, a lot of people may hear this and say, well, that sounds like somebody else. They, they mentioned that. Well, because because these are the things that are currently happening in our country. They are currently indoctrinating our youth. And this will affect the existence of our beautiful country, America. And we're not going to allow these things to happen. It's a divisive nature. Um, it has no place in American schools. We're going to go back to teaching the Constitution, like I mentioned earlier. We're going to reread it instead of rewriting it. And that is a major point of mine is taking care of, like I said, our education system, especially here in Nevada. And, and I want to pause real quick on that is is CRT, you know, nobody can describe it. Everybody can describe it and nobody wants to admit it's being taught. But then they talk about how it is and it yes. and it's actually a good thing. The, the messaging is crazy. You know, when, when I was in school, you know, which was, you know, I graduated high school, you know, gosh, it's been more than 10 years now mm-hmm. is and and same thing for you. You graduated high school recently, yes. right? Too no, something, not, something not, like that. No, yeah, nineties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I'm joking. But but I want real history taught. I I am okay with you know learning about slavery and learning yes. about you know of the course. oppression that happened. Uh, we're all we're all for that. I want they my need kid to, learn to know about the Democratic Party. Kid. They do. Yeah, <laughs> about the history of that. That's right? what they Remember, say. They That's right. The first slaves through the Ivy Leagues, right? The transatlantic slave ship who came over and got the slaves. Let's talk about Lloyds yep. of London who still operate today, who should have been on the first cancel culture list because they incentivized slavery by offering insurance to slaveholders. Ken, could you imagine that? Wow. Incentivizing wow. slavery and still being in existence today. It's a major point. Sure. A lot of people don't know none of this history. And this is the type of history that if you could put it in existence, it would help shape a lot of you know the current current events that are going on today and this is not to blame any democrat currently because this is history we get it it's understandable you get the right that's a part of choice you get the right to vote however you want to vote get to join and be a part of whatever party you choose to be a part of just understand that this is america we have a constitution it was it's put here to stand the test of times and it has and if we can respect it and have respect for ourselves and god then we'll lead ourselves in the right direction we and and you know part of that message is that america overcame slavery we overcame jim crow we evolved past that we as a people overcame that and and used our you know are the power of people to overcome those those evils of the past and Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what i want i want my kid to learn about the evils and how we overcame them not just the evil and how you know how much we hate each other it's just it's terrible so good so i 
Yeah, exactly right. And so, you know, we, we can go into voter integrity is another thing. I, you know, I, I am another person that doesn't, you know, we, we lost in 2020, uh, you know, the, the ballots, you know, the mail-in balloting situation was terrible. It did allow, you know, for, uh, you know, more instances of fraud, but I think we as Republicans need to admit that, that, that we lost and and we just won. So let's focus on the winning that we just did. And and what did we do right then? And capitalize that here. You know, let's yes. let's focus on on how we can win, not how we lost. And yes. uh, you know, I do think we should focus on voter integrity. Mm-hmm. And I I think it it is not a crazy thing to request that someone have an ID to vote. I, th- those are not crazy and that, situations. And I, I agree with yes. you. Yes, and that's yeah. just the basis of it. I mean, who doesn't think that you should have an ID to vote? And that's primarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the common right. sense parts of voting. Exactly. Very exactly. important. It's one of the most pieces of things that in in our American history that we have, right, to keep us intact. So we really want to take care of that. And um, I want I want as many people to vote as possible. I want I want to enfranchise as many people as possible in the proper way. And so so voter integrity, uh, education, anything else. And we want to make our country a lot safer. And what I mean by safer is protect our borders. There's a lot of terrorists that don't like America, correct? And these people are finding ways, once again, in this administration to currently try to get a step ahead. And with open borders, what can we do? There's nothing you can do currently going on right now. So at the end of the day, we're going to close our borders, right? We're going to finish the wall, or we're going to do anything that we possibly can in 22 to work with our leaders that are over in Mexico to help them as well. Because you got caravans with thousands and thousands of people that are marching and marching through that country. And there's a lot of things currently going on over there that we're not talking about over here because we have to focus on Nevada and America. But sure. it hurts them as well, having open borders. And at the end of the day, Ken, there's a list of things on my policy list because Nevada, with what's going on with just in 10 months, we're going to need a whole new overhaul. We're going to have to get back to the previous administration with the Trump administration on how we were doing things and making Nevada once again leaders in the energy independence. Remember, we was dependent on our own selves, right? We brought our own emissions down, debunking a lot of the climate um, change situations that are going on currently. We got to get Absolutely. back to some common sense right here. Because losing our Excellent. country. I, no, I, I I love that, and uh, uh, you know I'm I'm when it comes to border security, you know I'm I'm an I'm more of you know we say open borders because the media has kind of taught us that I I want our borders to be open to people that want to work here and live here and be productive. I want to know who they are, right? I want to know yes. who's coming here, and I want them to come. I want we yes. want all of these immigrants to come, especially if their their home countries are in terrible situations. It's but but we need to know who it is and, and we need to know where they are and we need to know, you know, that they are employed and have found a job. You know, those are we've been taught that that's a bad thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm less of a wall guy. I think a wall, uh, you know, is very expensive, but I, I get yeah. I get the idea of a wall, right? A, yes. a, you know, securing the borders, not necessarily closing them, but, but yeah. securing them and knowing 
you know, that moving that stuff back and forth, moving people, moving products, good products, you know, back and forth. That that's yes. what I love. I love that. Of part. course, of course. And I actually lived in Mexico. I learned I lived there for years. Oh, wow. That's where I played professional basketball overseas. I love the community in Mexico. It, they were great to me. It is unbelievable the effort they give, like I said, and you know, the Mexican community. And they're getting a bad name from these open border situations. Mm. And when I mean open border, I'm talking about lawless behavior. We're over sure. flooding our border patrol. I'm talking about the manipulation that's coming from the media, not the everyday gotcha. people that are coming across the border, not at all. And my words on the wall was the wall was already started. So if they could finish it, or like I said, do whatever they can possibly do, we'll work with the Mexican government to do what we need to do to take care of this situation. So if it's a wall Absolutely. or it's whatever we think we need to do, but we really want to help people out and get back to a better process. And we want to finish the DACA situation. There's so many things that needs to be done here in Nevada and here in our country that needs to we need priority on. But every day, like I said, it's breaking news, trying to figure out what's happening next with Crazy Joe. Yeah. And and we're focusing on, you know, things like infrastructure instead of focusing. And listen, <laughs> infrastructure is important, but there are 16 other car crises that we've, uh -huh. you know, that the country needs to address before we yes. you know, pass a These massive mandates. infrastructure bill. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's that's let's important. solve COVID first before we move forward. And that's on the that's list wild. as well. Like, you know, I'm always yeah. definitely talking about that. That that's right because when I'm having a conversation with someone about my policies, we got masks on. Like, could you move that a little bit, Ken? And can we talk and see yeah. that's what's going on? Yeah. So you're going to always yeah. hear me talk about that. Those are pretty much the top four. Definitely. Tony, uh, I thank you so much. I, I feel like we had a, a real productive conversation. You're a, you're an impressive man, and uh, I I want to you know I wish you all the best of luck in in, in you. your campaign for Congress, and you know your wonderful family, your business, uh, or you know uh, your coaching. It is it Desert Prep? Desert what, was Valley, what was the name? Desert of it? Valley Prep. Desert Valley. Desert Valley, Desert Valley Prep. Prep. Yes, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so wish wish them all the best. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I I love that. Um, you know, as, as we round out, can you give us what, what's your, your final message to people? What, how can they learn more about you? Do you want them to visit your website? What's, what, what, what do you want to say to visitors? Yes, to do? definitely. If you want to learn more about Tony Lane, or if you want to volunteer, you can go to Tony Lane for Congress.com. That's F O R Congress.com. I'm really interested in hearing from you. I would love to have some more volunteers. I definitely could use some more donations. As we see our current, uh, the current incumbent is raising lots of money. They'll do anything sure. they can to try to keep their dictatorship and that power over there. So I really have to crank it up and make some noise. But at the end of the day, there was somebody who broke a record and won with a hundred over a couple thousand dollars in his account when it came to running because people are that fed up. You don't mess with the school systems. And that's one of the things they're doing here in Nevada is you don't mess with the school systems or Tony Lane and the rest of us are my children's advocates and many groups in Las Vegas, parent to parent, we're going to come after you. So at the end of the day, I would love to see you guys. You can go to Tony Lane for Congress. You can see me on Instagram at Tony Lane NB or anywhere in the campaign trail. But I appreciate you, Ken. You're the man. Let's talk about you. Let's tell everybody that, you know, Ken Minister has a wonderful family, your mother, you know, the things that you guys have done and what you try to do in the party, once again, is really, it's, it's motivating to us all. And we're going to continue to fight because we got people like yourself and you're not going to let us not get out there and fight, Ken. And um, no, you know, we got nothing but love for you, Ken, and the minister, you know, men and the minister family, of course.
No, Tony Lane, I, I appreciate that. It's been a it has been an uphill battle, my friend, in this state. Let me no, tell you, we're we're trying we're trying real hard, and uh, you yes. know this this is a beautiful state that we want to you know see prosper, and we want to see. I know we all want that, and so we're it's just oh, a matter yes. of getting that done. So, uh, Tony, thank you so much for your time. Before I before I let you go, tell me tell you listeners, what are you reading? What are you watching right now? What's your what's your favorite media you're uh, you're consuming right now, and uh, for for people to know. Well, I try to stay too, uh, you know, I, I, of course I catch, check my news max out, my Fox always, you know, the basics, OAN, reading, you know, we got time and soul. There's a lot of readings that, that could be done. I'm, I'm, I'm always in uh, um, um, working on my mind, Ken, working on how to be a better person, how to communicate with people out there on the trail. Like I said, there's, you can't escape the craziness going on with this administration. So it's always all over the media. But Thomas it's news. Yeah. Great guy. yeah. You know, Mark Levine, of course, you know, there's so many people, Candace Owens at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm a student, you know, and I try to sponge it all in and I'm never going to stop learning. But my eyes is always mm-hmm. on the street. And I got to stay cognitively aware. I'm like Joe Biden and Kamala. <laughs> you're a news guy. You're a news guy. I like that. Yes. Okay. You're you're on the, you know, you're always I'm watching always your news and, and well, see what's I just, going on. I just catch up, you know, when it happens and stuff. But like I said, Thomas so a lot of, you know, Mark Levin. There's so much, um, so many things going out, so many great speakers, you know, that are coming out with books and you can't yeah. get enough of them. I got I read back in that constitution again, right, Ken, because we gotta stay in there. I need to read the Nevada Constitution all the time so we can know exactly when they are infringing on our liberties. And a lot of other people That's right. need to do that as well. So it's beautiful. Tony, thank you so much for your time, sir. I will let you go. God bless you and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, Ken. Take care. Thank you, sir. Bye bye.